Middle and high school cross-country athletes receive 20% off regular price shoes and spikes for the month of July and August, only at Three Rivers Running Company in Fort Wayne. Indiana Runner Podcast, Season 6, Episode 3, Taylor Marshall and I count down the girls' teams from 50 to 26 heading into the preseason. Let's hit it. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. All right. We are starting our preseason coverage a little earlier than usual. A lot of excitement around uh, cross-country heading into this season. Colin Altavo, Taylor Marshall, the Indiana Runner Podcast. Girls, 26 to 50. Are you excited? Are you excited for the season? Very excited to get the season going. As we speak right now, we are at, you know in the Monday of moratorium week, so uh, away from the team, but excited about getting underway again next week and what will happen here in a few short weeks, Colin. How about that? We are recording this early and we're trying this year to uh, give more podcasts. So in the, in the previous years, we've just done like a boys top 50 preview girls top 50 preview. We're breaking it up. So we're going to do four of each. This is the first of the girls. We're going to release this on uh, July 10th, well, probably late July 9th. Um, but because of our schedules, we're trying to record them ahead of time. So a little peek behind the curtain there. Yeah. A series podcast, if you will. Yeah, we should have not, we should have not said anything. Just been like, wow, how about that July 4th, man? It's crazy. Crazy. You know, there are like fireworks and hot dogs and, you know. Wildfires. That's not here though. That's a different country. Yeah. Okay. So quick reminder, we did this on the boys podcast as well. 25 sectionals, five regionals, five teams advance from each one. So it's not four semi-states anymore to qualify for the state meet. It's five regionals. Indiana runner coverage, we've always done uh, once a week, update the state rankings, and then once a week, update the semi-state rankings. Four uh, semi-states, now there's five. So the new Prairie semi-state is Scott Lidskin. The new Hay or the sorry, the new Prairie Regional now, Scott Litzkin. The new Haven Regional is um Derek. Evansville, modern day, used to be Brown County Regional. That's gonna be me. And then I think Drake is doing Shelbyville and you're doing Brownsburg. I believe that is correct. Yes. All right. There we go. So now you know who to uh send your complaints on the back of a $50 bill to. Actually, you know what? Just send all the complaints to me and I'll I'll uh relay those to everyone else is that right okay yeah well that's fair that seems that seems right are you ready we're gonna do these in groups of five and we each pick one team to talk about let's do it number 50 greenwood number 49 western number 48 ron collie number 47 plainfield number 46 laporte uh, on the boys podcast, you talked about your team first. Let's switch. I'll talk about my team first. So my team in this one is Plainfield. Plainfield's going to move into the uh, Brownsburg Regional. And that's, I mean, that is where Plainfield is in Hendricks County. Uh, I'm interested in Plainfield. They, I don't think they've ever made the state meet. And I don't think they've got much of a chance this year. In fact, INCC stats gives them a 0.8% chance. 
but Plainfield's best runner from last year is graduating. Yeah. And she has been at an all state level for it's, it seems like many years for, for two or three years of high school. So I'm just interested to see how Plainfield responds to that because after, after Veronica Hargrave, who ended the season last year, ranked 24th on INCC stats. They return their next three, and then it's a bit of a drop-off. Yeah. So I've kind of got my eye on on playing field heading into the season. Yeah. Well, certainly some pieces there, right, with a, a two sophomores and a junior in the top three. And so they made the state meet in the four the by eight. Right. And, you know, again, maybe it isn't this year, but maybe they're setting themselves up well for the following year. So something to think about. Right. And and then seeing, you know, what are they bringing freshman wise, things like that. And we, I looked more so this year than I have in past years to, to see who our team's bringing in. And just because someone uh, runs well in eighth grade cross country, doesn't mean they're going to be great in ninth grade cross country. It doesn't even mean they're going to be on the team. Correct. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows uh, from eighth grade to freshman year, who knows movement, you know, like, do you get a kid who moves from Minneapolis in or something? I mean, you never know what could happen for a team. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anything's possible. Well, and that you're, you're joking because Carmel, uh, where we coach, we're on the boys coach, did have that last year. But uh, movement and the nature of work is going to change some of this. And that there is going to be, there have been two years in a row now, one boy and then one, or one girl and then one boy, where, someone moved in and it swung the whole state championship. Yeah. Julia Kiesler moved from, and I think that's just going to become more frequent move ins and, and move outs. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, who's your team in that pot of five, my team, uh, the Laporte slicers. So uh, obviously Laporte has a star front runner and miss Gillespie uh, up, up there at the front. So uh, that's pretty good. And a pretty solid number two with faith Spain. Uh, they're currently number eight in New Prairie, so definitely on the outside looking in. Uh, but they, f- I feel like they're a team that's a, a one piece away here. So you talked about move-ins already and possible uh, eighth graders coming up. Um, you know, they, they could be one freshman, impactful freshman away. Um, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast in different forms, so we don't have to get super into it. But um, it's more likely that a freshman girl comes in and makes an immediate impact on her team as compared to a freshman boy. And Laporte feels like a team that really just needs one pretty solid freshman to come in and and be their five. And all of a sudden they they move from maybe eighth to fifth or maybe sixth, but it's close. And you could think about getting out the next year and knowing that all of those girls also return in 24. Uh, so that could be really exciting for Laporte. So I think that's a team we should watch um, way up there in uh, the region. On INCC stats, Laporte girls, 9.2% chance to make the state meet. And again, now it's going to be top five, not top six. But some of the, in all of these semi-states, some of the teams that have traditionally taken those top six spots are moving into other places because there's there will be one extra state meet team. It'll be 25 teams. And with this new Brownsburg one, so there's basically Northwest Indiana, 
Northeast Indiana, Northwest Indy, or sorry, West Indy, East Indy, and the the cutoff line, at least through Hamilton County, is Carmel is going one way, and all the other Hamilton County schools are going the other way. Yeah, um, and then Southern Indiana. Yeah, but some teams that we've traditionally thought of as Northwest are now going to be in Indy West schools yeah. in West Lafayette, and some of the schools that we've thought of as Southern Indiana, like Terre Haute, are going to be in Indy, Indy yeah. West. Yeah. Next group of five. Number 45, Norwell. Number 44, Jasper. Number 43, Fishers. 42, Portage. 41, Cathedral. Uh, my team in this group is Jasper. Jasper is an interesting team to me because they, they've got some coming up from their middle school. Okay. Potentially. Uh, and, and they are in eighth grade. Now, as, as we look through the really for, for middle school, trying to, to parcel this out and who's coming, uh, potentially who's getting in athletes that could help right away, boys or girls. We're, we're doing the girls podcast right now. I, I really only looked at two things. One was the state meet, the middle school state meet results. Yeah. That tends to be central Indiana and um, northeast Indiana and southern Indiana. Northwest, uh, there's not a lot or any on here. And then I also looked at the Hamilton County results because the Hamilton County meet was only a couple days before or after the middle school state meet. So not a lot of the Hamilton County kids did it. Right. Um, Jasper on INCC stats has a 5.4% chance to make it out, but they're like the sixth or seventh team in that, in that regional. So I'm like, I like their odds a little bit better than that. Yeah. And that's, that's assuming then that everything stays the same as it was last year. These, these odds are really going to start moving around, you know, the middle of August as we see what, what teams have plus by the way there'll be another update based off this track season we haven't yet seen the final preseason rankings which right that, bring into account spring 23 track and yeah i think i think jasper's a team that could get a couple of impactful freshmen in and could be into that top five so looking at their middle school state meet results one eighth grader ran 1142 and two of them one ran 1142 and the other one ran 1143 and they're both coming in and that's not immediately going to be an all-state level runner but that's someone that if if their issue is maybe not having quite the depth they could get scoring from one or or, or both of them and I, I think maybe could vault up into the top the top five yeah yeah. Who's your team in that group of five? My team, uh, number 45, the Norwell Knights. They are currently sixth in the New Haven <clears throat> Regional. They have not made the state meet since 1995, Colin, but I think this could change this year, right? So the Knights have a pretty solid uh, front pack of three, right? A lot of sophomores up there. Uh, toward the front they have an easier regional much as we discussed on the boys side before the girls new haven regional is definitely not the most difficult 
uh, and they're very close to advancing, obviously. Uh, either way, they could set themselves up for a great run at Terre Haute in 24. So I think they have a, a good shot at getting out uh, this year and, and having some of that movement out of the New Haven Regional also benefits them. But I think that we could see them uh, make it to Terre Haute this year, but I feel really good about what they could do in 24. Norwell's interesting to me. One personal connection, the kid that I went to high school with, he was older than me. He was the best runner when I was in middle school. And then he was a senior when I was a freshman at yeah. Snyder. And his wife is the coach at Norwell. Um, and I think he helps out as well, but his wife is the head coach for the Norwell girls. Um, Norwell has a 3.3% chance to make it to the state meet on INCC stats, but they're the sixth team in the regional, meaning they're only one off. Yeah. And the fifth ranked team in INCC stats, they, they may not be the fifth ranked team for Indiana runner, but uh, Warsaw has a 90% chance. So the top five ranked teams on INCC stats have above a 90% chance. And then the next team only has three. Yeah. So far and away better, but you know, you never know what could happen. Right. Uh, right. It, again, this, this feels like a team that's solid and again, maybe one more year out, but sixth, who knows a slip up from a team ahead of them. All of a sudden we're right there. It's a long if way. You can finish. If you can finish sixth. You can finish fifth. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be out of the question. It would not be out of the question. Yeah. You're right. Uh, three other teams in there, Fisher's Portage Cathedral. Uh, I got a couple of things on there, but we do want to keep it, keep it going. Cause we're limiting ourselves to 40 minutes. We'll have our, uh, secondary part where we'll tie up some loose ends things that we ran out of time to say uh yeah. on our on our patreon we'll talk about that uh after this okay so next group of five. Oh man this is, this is the group i'm really looking forward to talking about yeah Number 40 northridge 39 north view 38 bloomington north 37 southport 36 pendleton heights pendleton heights this is my team i I've really looked at at some of their stuff over the summer as I was making this. Uh, Pendleton Heights, number 42 on INCC stats. I have them 36th heading into the season. Here's why. Middle school state meet. Yeah. The second place finisher ran 1038 and she goes to Pendleton Heights middle school or junior high. I don't know how they uh, classify it. She's in seventh grade. Wow. They also had another Pendleton Heights had another uh, runner finish 23rd and ran 1129. So she's going to come in and help right away. But I think that's kind of like you you'd said with Norwell, Pendleton is similar in that they have um they've got more coming in next year. Pendleton has all seven of their athletes back from their team that was 10th, but they were in the New Haven semi-state. Yeah. Now they're no longer in the New Haven regional. They're coming back down to Shelbyville, and it's going to be very challenging for them much more challenging for them to make it out of the shelbyville uh regional a big gap from their fourth place returner to their fifth returner 
And I think that some of these incoming uh, freshmen could slot in there with uh, another another eighth grader ran 12 flat at, if you extrapolate that out, it's not this easy, obviously, if you extrapolate that out, 12 flat is, is 20 minutes. Yeah. So I. That's a, that's a score. That's a solid score. It's got it. And, and then by next year, they'll get in the, the potentially the best, the best middle schooler. Yeah. Next year. Um, 10, 10, 38, 3000. She beat this girl from HSE that we think is going to come in and be great for HSE right away. And she, and she beat her as a seventh grader. Uh, But they're one of the big losers of the realignment because they're, they're coming back and running against all of the indie area schools. And I also think Pendleton is just an area to watch over the next 10 or 15 years. Like we've, we've talked about, you know, Mount Vernon as well. Right. I think, us going through and breaking down these sets of five as we go through is a great exercise in finding both the winners and losers of this realignment and that many teams do benefit from it. However, if you're Pendleton Heights, that is, that is tough. However, next year you could be there. So who's your, who's yours in that uh, group? All right, here we go, Colin. I think, you know, the answer well, you know, the answer I sent it to you, but I want you to help the people at home. I understand this is an audio medium, right? But you can see me. So I want you to go ahead and tell all the people what I'm wearing on my shirt right now. Ready? Go. You have your I heart Cougars shirt and it's in the colors of Bloomington North High School, maroon and yellow. That's right, baby. I'm picking the Bloomington North Cougars, Colin, because I heart Cougars, as you said. That's their mascot, yeah. They missed the state meet last year for the first time in a long time. Guess what they're going to do? Right that wrong this year. Um, They had a huge spring. We're looking to carry that we. We are looking to carry that momentum over, right? You get to be a Garen Goon. I get to heart the Cougars. Um, they, we're looking to carry this momentum over, uh, right into this fall right here. Uh, Nola Summers Glenn, um, wasn't as big of a factor last fall during cross, but she had an amazing spring. And here's the thing to understand. I know you get this, but let's talk about it here. Right. Um, Nola, can I call you Nola? Can we chat for a second? Okay. Look, here's the thing, girl. You, you are a runner right? You're not just an 800 runner or a 400 runner. You are an an athlete, a runner. You can do this, right? You can be very successful running really hard for two minutes and 15 seconds, but we can also train to be really successful and running a 5,000 and you could probably go sub 19. So let's, let's say that under 19 minutes, right? Those are the things that we need to focus on it. You're not, we don't pigeonhole ourselves to being really good at one event or just two events. No, 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 no. You got lots of talent. We can do multiple things. So put that work in the summer and the fall and help your team get to Terre Haute, man. Like this is, this could be good. This could be really good for us. So anyway, I'm really excited about the Cougars and what they can bring to the table. And they're currently sixth in that matter day uh, regional down there. I'm telling you right now, they're going to make the top five. They're going to Terre Haute. And um, while I can't wear my Arch Cougar shirt that day, because I'll I'll be there in a different capacity, but I'm also, you know, pulling for you just not to, not to beat the hounds. So, so 37.7% chance to make it 
per INCC stats simulations. You're telling me it's higher. Higher, 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 higher. I'm telling you, buy now. Sell later. Buy now. Or don't or don't sell. Just hang on to it. This is true. Buy and keep. Next group of five, number 35, Harrison in West Lafayette. 34, East Central, who made the state meet last fall. 33, Chesterton. 32, Center Grove. 31, Chittard. What? Hey, what do Chesterton, Center Grove, and Chittard, they're ranked. Oh, my gosh. And East Central. You ready? East Central, Chesterton, Center Grove, Chittard. What do those four schools have in common? Uh, they're ranked 34 through 31st on your uh, – They all have the same mascot. Uh, they are all Trojans. They're all the Trojans. Yeah, it's a lot of Trojans out there. Not my, not my favorite, not my favorite mascot. I don't know why that's favorite? not a Trojan just, guy. Just from <laughs> what? Just... You don't like Trojans? What's wrong with you? <laughs> just like it's the, the whole thing from Greek mythology. I don't know why do we name? No, why I, do we I, name I, all these schools after that? I don't know. Anyways, don't know. Uh, my uh, team of that five to talk about are the Trojans. These are the no. ones from Center Grove. I Center Grove, I think if if we considered Pendleton potentially to be one of the the unfortunate victims of the new realignment, I think Center Grove is helped out by it. Uh, Center Grove hasn't made the state meet since 2011. They've got all seven of their runners back from last year, and they did have some availability issues. I think throughout the fall, I don't think center Grove's making it out of Shelbyville this year, Yeah, but still a decently young team. And we saw what a, a, a giant influx of talent did for the boys program. Yeah. Could we at some point see that on, on the girls side center Grove on INCC stats does have a 21.9% chance to make it out. We have them as the eighth team in the Shelbyville Regional. The fifth team is Garen, and they're not all statistically, they're not all that much farther ahead uh, than Center Grove. But two, two of the teams that are kind of at the back end of qualifying in fourth or fifth on INCC stats, uh, yeah. Westfield and Garen, are going to be much better than projected. And I think that's going to make it hard on. Franklin, Batesville, Center Grove, those types of schools that are outside of the top five. Yeah. Uh, which of your, uh, which of the uh, Trojan teams did you pick? Well, the Trojan team that I picked, uh, Chesterton, the Chesterton Trojans. Uh, they are currently number six in the New Prairie Regional. So again, right there, looking close. Missed the state meet last year, looking to return again this fall. Um, they have some solid depth. Chesterton is missing a front runner so they can find a front runner, you know, walk the halls here, find somebody. Hey, do you want to come run fast for us? Thank you very much. Um, then they are, they're ready to go and they are a very well coached team, right? Yes. So my friend, Lindsay Muscalic, she's, she's doing a great job up in Chesterton. Um, so we're pulling for them to do well. Like I said, just maybe a front runner away, but some solid depth and uh, a couple seniors up there. So let's see if we can get it done and get back to Terre Haute this year before they graduate. But that's my Trojan team to watch, Chesterton. We're a little bit higher on 
Chesterton than INCC stat just by a couple points, I think. Um, Chesterton, 34% chance to make it out of that new Prairie Regional that's going to be, you know, some of these, like we talked about that New Haven one where five teams had 90% or better chance to make it out. Yeah. And then the other teams were just kind of scattering around the the crumb, the leftover crumbs of the simulations. New Prairie seems a little more open. Uh, yeah. the, the teams that could make it out, and what what we've known from from being around the sport and following it, um, and you know participating ourselves, like coaching really matters. Yeah, and when you've got an established coach, an established tradition like Chesterton has um with with Lindsay like that's that's a team that I think's got a pretty good a pretty good chance to make it out didn't make it out last year but the year before that they were third at the state meet. yeah yeah all right last group of five number 30 McConaughey 29 West Lafayette 28 Avon 27 Batesville 26 Crown Point now here's the crazy thing Crown Point is our first team projected to make it out. Okay. And they're 26th. So yeah. there's only one team in the top 25 that's not projected to make it out. Uh, so the, the worst team projected is, is ranked 26th. So that shows me that at least this year, it yeah. is very, very even across, across the board. Well, well, and that's in part because of the change, and that's good. Right. Now the boys side wasn't like that because there were some teams uh projected to make it out that were were back in the 30s or even the 40s. Uh my team here is McConaughey. McConaughey made the state meet last year. Yeah. Out of New Prairie. But McConaughey is in that area where some of the teams are coming from New Prairie down to Brownsburg. And I think their coach had been on the message board and was basically like, yeah, this is, this is tough for us. Um, but I think McConaughey could make it out. Out of the Brownsburg regional finishing the top five. You want to know why? Tell me why. I'll tell you why. Let's look at their percentage chances. 18.1% chance to make it out. Okay. The fifth ranked team at Brownsburg is, is ranked 16th overall. But McConaughey ran last year at the state meet. Two freshmen, four sophomores, and their number one runner was a junior. I don't think that this is – I don't think it's just that they – okay, they made it and it was like lucky one time kind of a fluke thing. I, I think I think they've got – I think they've got something there. Yeah. I think I think McConaughey could make it out. Obviously going to be a more treacherous path than, than they used to have. Yeah. Well, I think there are a couple of teams in that Brownsburg regional that are considered a lock, but after that, there could be one or two spots wide open. And I could very well see McConaughey getting one of those. Some of the teams ahead of them too, I just I I don't think that they are 
like established. Yeah. And mechanical actually does have some depth. It's not just, it's not just five and they've got to hit on all five. Yeah. Uh, my team, the Batesville Bulldogs, number 27 Batesville, right? They are a smaller school. Obviously they're ranked seventh in the Shelbyville regional, um, but Batesville is one of the smaller schools. Colin has benefited from this realignment. So mm -hmm. remaining in Shelbyville, but be, moving out a couple of the bigger schools has bumped them up a little bit closer to that fifth spot. Uh, they've got some solid depth throughout uh, and they're really just in need of a front runner. So if maybe one of their girls can kind of pop off um, or, you know, uh, Bedell returns to the level that she was beforehand, that might be enough to kind of flirt with that number five spot, but, you know, take a look at Batesville, uh, mostly, you know, it could happen this year. could also happen next year, but I think that they're a group to pay attention to is really, again, benefited from uh, a change and moving some of these big schools out of Shelbyville to give this team uh, a legitimate chance at making it to Terre Haute. So Batesville has never made the state meet yeah. on the girls or the boys side. Yeah. They're eventually going to make it. Yeah. I don't think it's this year, like you mentioned. But help is on the way for Tell Batesville if they can be patient. So at the uh, middle school state meet, there's a big school race and there's a small school race. Yep. Batesville's in the small school. Checks out. Their number one runner, 10th at the uh, state meet, middle school state meet in Terre Haute, 1127. Sixth grade. Sixth grade, okay. Sixth grade. Number two uh, runner, uh, whose sister you mentioned is on the team, 1131. She finished 19th, seventh grade. Okay. One of the aspects to having the best team is that it has to, the, the, this is like an NBA phrase, the time, the timelines have to line up, the timelines have to match. Now, Batesville's top two returners from last year, and then they'll get Bedell back, like you said. Their top two returners from the semi-state were freshmen last year. So they're all going to get these girls in high school at the same time. The hard part is yeah. that they're, they're not going to be in the same grade at the same time. That's, that's why a lot of times you see, even on the girls' side, that um, the – like it's dominated by seniors. Yeah. So Batesville can get there, but they're going to need to be, they're going to need to be patient. And I think at some point in the next five years, I think Batesville makes it. That'd be big for them. That'd be awesome. Having never qualified before. Uh, any other teams in that? So that's 26, 26 to 50. Uh, all right, really quickly, and then we're going to move on to the second part for us. Uh, I'm having some Zoom issues here. I'll make it work. Uh, we're going to move on and do our, our Patreon stuff. So we're, we're moving some of our extra stuff to this uh, Patreon, and you can uh, subscribe to it, like Scott and Amanda Mitchell, our friends from Bloomington North. 
you can subscribe to it like uh, our guy Garrett Lawton uh, and get extra access to some of the stuff through the Indiana Runner podcast. Uh, we'll always do the recognition stuff, the recap, the previews uh, available for, for everybody, but we're moving some of our kind of extra stuff. It's geared toward coaches, but if you like Indiana high school, if you're interested in it, uh, you'll, you'll find, you'll find it worth your, worth your while. Uh, it also gives you kind of a sneak peek on the, so as soon as we record, we put it up there. It's, it early is, access, it's, as they say, early yes. Access. So exclusive access, but also early access to some of this, yeah. uh, $5 a month subscription. And we'll put stuff up, uh, at least weekly. And Josh Puccinelli is going to move, um, some of his interview stuff on there. So exclusive access, you can go to patreon.com slash Indiana runner. Or what I found out in, in working on this over the last week or so, the Patreon app is really good. Okay. Good. And you can, you know, it's, it's mainly going to be audio stuff, right? There's, and I'm also putting on like a, a text. So all the teams we talked about, I'll put their bios on there early. And then on Indiana Runner, the website, we're just going to uh, release those five at a time throughout the summer. But uh, you can just play it right on the app the, the way you would on the Apple or Spotify or whatever. It's 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 pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a like you said, it follows a similar format to what we do here, but we are um, able to take similar liberties and, uh, you know, be yeah, it's open about things that we do and say on the Patreon that would be uh yeah geared toward coaches but not not just necessarily like you said people who are interested overall uh, would enjoy that and uh, we get to be a little bit more us maybe right yeah the same way that you act differently in different situations that you know we are different talking to a smaller group than we would be addressing the potentially the entire english-speaking world on a on a podcast yeah um, and then we're also interested in hearing your feedback and possibly answering questions that you may have or topics and uh, maybe doing a little hangout at some point because, uh, you know, you can never have enough Colin Altavo. Let me tell you, there's, there's just there's there's no uh, there's no cap on that. No ceiling. Just want more and more. Yeah, it, it's we want to do the podcast as we, as we've normally done it. And I think we're actually going to end up with more stuff this uh, off season, this summer than we have in the past. That's, that's widely available, but in some ways the Patreon is, is part, part of it at least is the the Colin and Taylor show. You get a little more access to our, our thoughts and, and uh, how we approach coaching and just the sport in general. I am figuring out this. And I got some says, your meeting will. The meeting will end in 10 minutes and I can't click out of that. So hope I can figure this part out. Okay. All right. Cool, man. Appreciate well, you having me. Thanks Excited. for coming on. And we'll get on the uh, Patreon for our extra part. And you can uh, hear that as well. Go to patreon.com slash Indiana Runner. All right. Hey, thanks for coming on. Thank you. I love my little dudes. They my little guys. I love them.